With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What is going on, everybody? Hope you are having a wonderful week so far. Before we start, uh, please hit subscribe. Please share the podcast to everybody. If you enjoy the episode, it means the world. If you do, um, yeah, please do that. Anyway, podcast time. And this week got my good friend, A Vision, on the podcast. Um, Anthony came on the podcast during the pandemic. Um, And since then, we just got really tight and really close. And he played a few shows on my tour with me. Um, We hung out a lot at shows and kind of outside of shows and we're just going really well he's, a, he's a, i class him as one of my real close friends in the industry now which is it's really nice how it, how the relationship has blossomed um so i wanted to get him on i love his music his music features in my sets a lot over un- anybody else's as well his music's insane um he's a lovely guy he works fucking hard and he deserves every bit of success he's getting right now so without further ado the vision and we're live mr a vision how's cook how's it how's it going it's good man everything's good you know oh there we go now we can actually see the studio yeah, you can see my studio there yeah. we go yeah I'm, i unblurred it for you thanks mate looks a bit better it's, just, it's sad man because i'm to gonna have focus to, on your face here. yeah you're you're moving when you're moving uh we close on our house in january so you know this isn't gonna be my home anymore man no, so, are you gonna completely change the studio? Yeah, I can't keep it here. I need a home studio. I mean, yeah. this is my parents' home, so it's like yeah. you know, I can come down here anytime I want. But it's um, you know, it's convenient to have it right in your you know your home because yeah. you know an idea pops in your head, you run downstairs and you could start something. But um, yeah, man, it's it's a sad moment. I redid I redid this whole studio with my dad maybe about uh five or six years ago mm. and uh that was really when i started a vision you know i mm. broke off my real name and i started producing as my alias and uh all my music has been written down Damn, here yeah. you know it's like the start of everything for me so it's, it's definitely a, a sad moment to leave but do you think that um the new I place think- is gonna change the music um i don't think my setting will change um that much you know but you know it depends depends you know i'm 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 secluded down here you know what i mean like it's like you know two three o'clock in the morning i could be cranking no matter what you know that's what i'm gonna have to figure out my new place um but i don't think my sound will change much you know i think overall my sound has definitely changed from anthony four years ago and yeah. now obviously yeah, that's yeah. just you know inevitable but definitely think my sound has definitely evolved and i'm reaching into different genres that i wouldn't you know normally go in like i have a garage track i'm working on right now Sick. that i 
you know, I was like, fuck it. Let's just see what happens, you know. It's also garage, mate. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Me, fuck, like, fucking Americans. Oh, my um, God. Uh, no, because for me, like, Detroit massively changed my sound. Did it really? Yeah, it really did. Like, Was it because you were in Detroit? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like if you move to New York, do you think your sound would change to more of a New York sound? No, I think just Detroit's just very different to where I'm used to. Yeah, I, I could see that. So I mean, it's like much rawer. It's like much grayer. Like, yeah, it's like there's a no disrespect to Detroit, but there's a lot less interesting things to kind of yeah. nice things, if that makes sense. Correct. I get that. Whereas like. I, I, for me, the my environment definitely does change a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're in the UK now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how different is your studio from? Very different. Like, really? Yeah, yeah. My studio in Detroit has no sunlight. Um, <laughs> it's like all boarded oh, up. That's kind of like this. I mean, I have one window here. Yeah. Like I, on the left side, but the studio is very long. You okay. Know, I'm excited to go into my next studio and actually like sound treat it mm. and do it properly um not that this isn't sound treated but you know it's kind of it's a home studio it's kind of yeah just... yeah so with with this studio here it's like a room in my place but like i just put sound it's a, a bit of sound treatment but not much yeah. it, it it barely it does much room. but like yeah. I it's a very different room, but I think I've also produced depth very differently now. Like used to, like I have curtains on the windows. I used to just yeah. like produce with them closed, and it would literally just be a dark room all the time. Yeah, and yeah. I think just as I've got older, I'm like I want sunlight. And yeah, like, I think that's what I'm I'm more excited about yeah. for this next place is you know I have windows throughout the whole mm. you know second floor and the basement floor. There's yeah. there's a walkout patio right outside. Yeah. So I'm excited to have like some natural mm-hmm. lighting in there. You know, that it, it just amps up your mood. You okay. know what I mean? I, I'm looking forward to like taking, you know, a few days a week and just, you know, whatever's surrounding me, I'm just going to, you know, see what comes out. Yeah. You know? um, now, do you, did you replicate like what you have here? No. Over there? no. The only thing is speakers. Even sound card I have different in Detroit. Really? Like, I, I literally don't. I have one this is terrible and i think it's because i really don't now spend that much time in detroit that like i just invest everything here but like my keyboard is a midi keyboard that's like this and that's all i have in detroit like everything else is just in the box but your room is pretty like it's a it's a nice desk it's it's a nice room it's a really nice room like i got a acoustician to build all the sound product yeah. the sound treatment and then de- my dad came over and we built it all. he like flat packed it and then he, we built nice. it all together and it's like it sounds amazing in there yeah um, monitors are different too monitors are the same it's the only thing okay. only thing i kept speakers yeah but the speakers are too I, small for that room really yeah so i had to get a sub and i'm nervous about these being too big for i mean these are only five and a half or six and a half i think these are these are the full cow yeah mm. But they might be too big for the room I'm going in. But honestly, from like the the depth standpoint, probably be about not. The same, yeah. I don't. This isn't a deep room. It's deep this way. Yeah, yeah. You know? 
which ideally I should be running this way. Yeah, you should be, yeah. You know, if you're going to be quote unquote correct. Yeah. Like your room is, you're, you're, it's you're pretty in the right square. Room. Yeah. But yeah. In the right. Um, but depth wise, I'd probably sit around the same size depth anyway. Mm. You know? Um, but yeah, if I was, if for me, I think it starts off with your, like your, your laptop, right? So like I have a yeah. specific production laptop. Oh, dude, do you not, I, do you not travel with that? No, I, I, I will sometimes. My management yells at me because they're like, dude, you're crazy for traveling with two laptops. And then I have my production laptop, uh, my DJ laptop. Yeah. Which is just a quick 13-inch MacBook Pro, two uh, terabytes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And, um, but I do have Logic on here as well if I need to pop something open. Like I started that uh, garage track on this laptop. I, I almost stuttered when I said that. Um, but Do you like writing yeah. on the road? You know what? For years, dude, I I was a beast at it. Like yeah. when I first started traveling with Victor, I was a monster. Yeah. Like I would fucking pop open that laptop right on the plane and mm. crank out musical typing tracks. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like I would I would be a beast. The more like, I think the pandemic kind of screwed me with that because like I got so comfortable. Yeah. Getting into this room. And I invested, you know, I got a new sound card, new monitors, you know, a few new pieces, and I got super invested into the room. And uh, I think that that kind of messed me up a little bit. But mm. I've been getting back to, you know, even if it's just a loop or just getting an idea across, it, it you know, to come back home with maybe four four ideas, it makes your work process your your process a little bit, yeah. you know, faster. Um, because when you get home, you you. You know, you get done with the tour or whatever. You know how it is. You get home and you you got a boatload of stuff to still get done. You so know, much. so having yeah, yeah, having that ready to go is a big help. Yeah, I think know? for me, like the way my writing has changed since the pandemic has changed so much compared to what yeah. it was like pre-pandemic and during the pandemic. It's like worlds apart. So for, for me, yeah. I, I actually struggle to write on a plane now because it's like a lot of the things I'm doing now are just finishing records and I don't yeah. really like finishing records on a plane because I'm I like finishing in my studio yeah. as well yeah. so I'll start something and then I'll finish it here I'm also trying not to write club records trying to write yeah. actual songs with I get you on that which is a completely different dynamic when you know, you're writing on the road. It's very yeah. hard to do that on the road because you, 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 you're you writing different parts. Yeah, yeah. And you want to be a little bit more musical, and it's hard to stay musical when you're working on just yeah. a little musical typing keyboard. But um, I, I I will say I probably have done a little bit of both, like writing regular songs yeah. and, um, you know, club tracks on the road but i do enjoy you know a nice sunday off coming down here and and just blurting out whatever i want to blurt Vibing. out you know what i mean yeah, yeah i haven't I, I haven't written club records for a long time yeah and you, I, you're working on your album no 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 what happened i'm not i don't have an album on the way no <laughs> <laughs> we're not allowed to talk about that Oh, that's true. That's true. Shit. Uh, only cut friends. That are I cut that out. No, not even yeah. friends know about it. Literally, like five people know about it. Mm. Um. But yeah. Uh. I yeah. I just haven't. 
had the urge to like write club records. It's been really yeah. weird. It's really weird. But I've been writing. For, I've been writing for for other people. Like I had yeah. somebody in the studio last week, and like we, I wrote like seven club records for them in like three days. Really? Yeah, and it's it was really nice to write for somebody else because there's zero like I don't care if yeah, I don't care if I like it. It's not for me. (laughs) Yeah, you could be as corny as you want, you could do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like they were sat next to me, it's super easy, really nice to do, but it's like there's zero pressure. Yeah, that's nice for sure. I think um ever since my album came out, I um I cooled off, right? Like I didn't mm. write a lot of, not that I didn't write. I, I, bro, if I showed you the amount of demos that I have, it's yeah, insane. Yeah. Um, I think that's what keeps me like, like in my mind, it keeps me like very um, focused and yeah. like it lets me, it, it makes me aware that I'm still working on my career. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm very adamant about m- making sure I work on my career. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but after my album, I mean, I was just really like, I don't know, like I was really known for all my groovy techno jacking yeah. sound. And that's what, you know, got me to the point where I was at. But I, I did write different music, obviously, but, you know, I was definitely more underground, yeah. I would say. Um, and I, I still love that stuff and I still make that stuff. But like, I just felt like, you know, my album was nothing like that at all. Mm. There's a few jacking type of records, but not really. Yeah. Um, and I think working with Mesioplex really changed that for me too. Like it was it was that that clearance of uh, you know, digging a little bit deeper and and coming up with a whole new sound, you know. None of the stuff that I've made in the last, you know, few months really sounds like my old stuff at all. Yeah. You know, it's kind of changed and evolved and and it's its own identity in a way. Yeah. Um which I'm happy about. I, I like that. It's just, you know, um, I don't even think it matters anymore. Like if you're super underground or if you're, um, you know, more of a popular or pop DJ-esque, you know what I mean? I don't think that even, because now it's all crossing pets. Is there such thing as underground? Like, I don't think anymore. I th- I was, I've been talking about this a bit and... I think that's what there's massive pros and cons to the scene right now. Yeah, there is. And I think the part oh, yeah. that there isn't an underground and I say, it isn't an underground like that. It, maybe there is, and maybe I'm just like fully unaware of it. I'm sure there you is. Know, I, I think there is like, there's definitely an underground techno scene going on in New York and everything. And, and, but it's more like Gabber techno style yeah. and harder techno stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I don't think there's, as much of a techno like underground scene as there used to be. Well, I think everybody yeah. made it. Yeah. Which then turns it more yeah. way more commercialized. Like look at like look at the likes of like City Fox of what they do with techno pies. Like they're putting yeah. on big techno lineups. Yeah. And it's like it's weird because there's so much different techno now, you yeah. know, because everyone just subdivided a genre. Yeah. Um you know, like I don't consider like melodic techno Techno. I knew we were going to talk about this and I can't fucking wait. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't consider that techno. It's not. Yeah. You know, techno is, 
to me, it's like where you're from. You know what I mean? Yeah, That's yeah. techno. You know, tribal influence, all that stuff. That 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 to me is is techno. Melodic techno really picked up where progressive left off. To be quite honest, and, it's just and like, where trance of, and where trance left off. Yeah, it's a slower it's a slower down version of trance. Yeah, I had Ferry Corsten on the podcast, which yeah, I mean he's like, a, he's a legend, fucking trance legend, right? And he yeah. was even saying he's like the music that is being released now is trance it's not yeah it's not it progressive techno it's trance no 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 it's 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 trance yeah, yeah exactly it's it's crazy to me that because there was it was house trance techno yeah yeah that was it you know what i mean and yeah. progressive house really but progressive house was like a blend you mm. know of of everything um and then, you know, there was certain breaks of styles, like there was tribal techno, but it wasn't like its own Thing. genre. It was still no, techno. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was just, it was just tribally. Um, I, I don't know where things got confusing. Now we got peak time techno and, and raw techno and, and all this shit <laughs> that it's just like, yo, let's like, can we can we not do this? Yeah. Like, it's just confusing. I think people fucked it for all of us. I, yeah, I mean... I listen. I love people. I love people, but they fucked it. <laughs> yeah, they, they did. They did absolutely. But it was like they almost create a lane for that certain style of techno that's been coming out that's very popular right now, yeah. right? And I guess they need a home for it. But like, I don't even know what I make anymore. Yeah, yeah. I, th this you know is. I, mean? I struggle with it as well for me because it's yeah. like, like because I don't consider you like. Some of your records are heavy and definitely techno. Yeah, you know what I mean. But yeah. then, like, I'll, I'll I'll see like a record that you've made or have I made, and and I, I'll see it on peak time techno. I'm like, yo, this is not like no disco to me, right? Yeah, is is that that's not a techno record? No, that's a that's quintessential tech house to me. Yes, it is. Like it's ac tech like actual tech it's house. Actual tech house. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. But um, like for me, th like my last single, "Throw Your Soul Down," Beatport put it in progressive house. Okay, and I'm like, this is just house music. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're you're writing a heavier house music, I would say, like because your kicks are very strong. Yeah, um, but it's just like yeah. it's so weird to me. Yeah, I don't know where everything fits anymore. And then they won't argue that they won't like listen to you. So they're just like, no, it's going in this whether you like it or not. Oh, dude, my whole album went into techno peak time, <laughs> and I was like, no, 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 that, that like that cannot happen. And we had to go back and change everything. I was like, there's no way this is all peak time techno. I would say majority of his of it isn't peak time techno at all. No. Like you're telling me in my mind there's peak time techno that's Not a vocal record it's yeah, a dance yeah. record you know maybe the warehouse like, remix yeah the where exactly the warehouse remix is fucking techno. i play that so often do you yeah mate I, i've actually i've only played that a few times dude it slams you need to play it um i don't i feel like you know for certain settings it's right you know like big festival i feel like i could I can get away with it. Um, yeah, I, I've played it like maybe a handful of times. I don't know. I've always passed it up. I don't know why. I, and Eric plays the shit out of it too. Like he yeah. always plays it and it, it goes off. You know what I mean? I, I definitely like it. I, I prefer it to uh, the original. Sorry. 
Yeah, but, uh, no, absolutely. I that it's funny because I knew like what making the original, I had to make a like a big, big techno feel yeah. record out of that. Um, and it's funny, I keep thinking of other ideas I can do with that original. Yeah. You know, it's kind of endless, but yeah, I, I I don't know. I I I don't know why I haven't played it as much as I should have, you know. <laughs> I always play it at space and it's oh, nice. fucking slams. Yeah, I know. What time do you play that at? It's a great opener. Yeah. It's a great yeah, opener at like four or five AM when it's still dark. Nice. And yeah, it's like great. it's it's a good like opening record because you got like yeah. really long breakdowns. Yeah, that, that record has a bunch of breakdowns. Mm. A bunch. Yeah, Eric actually he'll he'll hit the beat jump on it because it's like, dude, that second breakdown's like a, over a minute. Yeah, that's know? what I like though. There's there's yeah. something about in a DJ set when you break when you can break it up like that. It's nice. Yeah, because I think it needs to happen way more than what people do. Yeah, because everyone's slamming it. Mm, and I just don't like. I like I like like. Have you ever seen it when like a DJ just stops the record? Like accidentally yeah. the power goes out, right? Yeah. And yeah, it's yeah. it's almost like a reset. It is. It and is. It, it's, it gets the party going. And it needs to happen. So this why most of the time now I actually don't mix into a DJ set. I start from yeah. fresh. Because it's yeah, like yeah. it depends for me if if the vibe is strong and I wanna just keep that vibe going, mm. I, I'll mix in. Um 90 you know not 90 percent of the time but like festivals obviously i'm not gonna mix in yeah but um i i i like the the whole stop and go but also like i said depending on the vibe if the vibe is really good yeah i'll i'll give that thing a run you know what i mean yeah I'll if just... it's like a sweaty club and it's like yeah. everything's fucking popping off then yeah it's, yeah it's a bit like different. in berlin yeah. like when I played Watergate, it was just kind of seamless. Yeah. You know, what I mean? it was, it was, we all just mixed into each other because mm. the vibe was just going nuts. Yeah. And you Even, can't, can't uh, stop that. In Paris, like Eric just mixed right into me, mm. you know. But yeah, I, I don't mind that, that reset. The reset is, uh, is good. And I, I also think like volume control as a DJ too is something that's yeah. important. Like I, I did it, I did it in Paris. It was that I posted the video of me playing and um, you know, I was playing my track contrast and um, you know, just giving it that little, you know, few decibels yeah, yeah. lower really like it just kind of makes the crowd just like realize what's going on. Mm. You know what I mean? And, and makes them want a little bit more. Yeah. And um, I did that and it, it you know, sure enough, make it louder. The whole place goes nuts, yeah. you know? And like, th those are little tricks I think that I've learned just from watching, you know, older DJs and, and experiencing it too. You know, when, when the lights go out, you're like, what the hell? Yeah. You yeah. Know what I mean? yeah. So. yeah. It's always nice. It's always a nice feeling when that, and I think, yeah, it feels like it happened way more often, like back I sound like an old man and I don't mean it in an old man way, but like back in the day with like the older DJs, the kind of, the, they would much likely, more likely do shit like that where it was yeah. like fade it down for a long time. Yeah. And then it would come, come back in. Um, don't really see it that often. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I think now everything's just kind of just been fucking wailing. Mm. You know, everything's fast, hard, fast. 
no uh no dynamic in sets yeah and um i think you see that when when certain djs play you know you'll see some dynamic and you'll see the difference in a set you know yeah you know it's cool man it's cool to rip it 142 and just go hard and and uh i can't let it rip (laughs) yeah no i mean like don't get me wrong i'm like I know how to play 140 BPM. Not really, actually. I've never played 140. <laughs> I'll tap out at like 134, 136, yeah. max, 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 max. Um, but like, I, I like playing loopy techno and and yeah. and doing that whole riff. But eventually, you got to break it up. If you don't mm-hmm. break it up, you you just your crowd's gonna sit there all day, and just Ball. bob their head. Yeah, you know. Yeah. It's funny, man. I was watching um, Steve Rockmod in 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 Amsterdam, mm. and you know he was playing loopy techno, and and it was really good stuff, really really good. And then out of nowhere, bro, he ripped out um, "Beat It" by Michael Jackson, the instrumental. Yeah, over a, over a loop, and I, dude, I I get chills talking. It was nasty. Yeah, and the guitar solo came in, everything came in, and I was just blown away that he pulled that out mm. and just. Bro, it was sick. It was sick. We were at Shelter. It's the best feeling when... I think, for me, like a while ago, Loco Dice was the best of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Luciano. And Luciano, yeah. Where, like, no disrespect, like, it's a talent, but it's like you're playing pretty boring music for a long time. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you pull out an absolute stonker. Yeah. And the crowd just is like, I've needed this for probably the last half an hour and you made me it's, wait even longer. Bro, even, even, you know, like Corolla will sit there, yeah. you know, and he'll, he'll, not that he's playing boring, he'll just play his thing. Yeah. And, then, you know, out of nowhere, just a, a classic just yeah. comes out ripping. Ricardo, Ricardo does the same thing. Yeah. You know, you'll listen to Ricardo and he'll, he'll play some chill stuff for, you know, maybe a half hour to an hour and then, out of nowhere, just a bomb rips the floor. That's how know? records get made as well. I remember yeah. Loco Dice did the Dion Freak Like Me. Yeah. The, the like remake. I can't remember. Yep. Did, Lee, someone who did a remake. But like yeah. the, those are the times when everyone gets their phone out and goes, what the fuck's going on? Yeah. I like, think Ben Clark too broke that record yeah. hard. Yeah. There was a video of Ben Clark playing that. Yeah. It's wild, isn't it? that all, yeah, these new, all these Dion records are coming back. Oh, I know, man. It's it, He's a legend, too, man. He's Gee. nasty. Definitely. Like, see, but it's crazy to me. Like, a guy like that, like, as much as he's respected in our industry and, and everyone loves his music, doesn't tour that much. Mm. Yeah. You know? Well, it is a sad thing about music i don't think it's just dance music i think it's generally like everything everything. like you look at like even for me like all the old motown and soul records like that they're not doing anything now and there's half of them are still alive still maybe they're older but like none of them actually made any money out of anything although the record labels made a shit ton of money they didn't yeah no Um, it's true and it's like even when i had mk on on the podcast like I spoke about it for years with him. It's like he he did Burning, he did Always in the 90s. Like we were just born the years that he made it, literally. Yeah. 
and then he stopped making house music because he wasn't making any money and then went into hip-hop didn't really make any money in that made a bit wrote will smith's album didn't really make much he wrote will smith's album yeah he did like did a bunch of songs to will he was like will smith's in-house producer oh my god so that's he, crazy he wrote like all of like willows and Jaden's and stuff as well oh, at shit. the time um and then and then house music did well for him yeah but it's like dion when that when that freak like me came out dion had a period of doing really well again yeah no for sure but like and like it's weird it is really it's really it's really tough i almost kind of wish i could manage them yeah yeah i think a lot of those guys you know the hard thing is they just didn't have that team behind them Mm. you know because you look at like a guy like terry chandler who's been in the game for years and he's still touring very actively and and yeah killing it still yeah masters at work you know louis vega kenny dope those guys are still crushing yeah you know so i i do think it comes down to you know who you have around you yeah big time and just knowing how to and if you don't have anyone behind you it's knowing how to manage yourself and manage your career yeah like victor's never had a manager it's crazy right so he's just had his agents he has an assistant that helps him with everything, but yeah. he's never had a manager. And I, I don't think back then you really needed a manager. I think you needed to know how to work your work career your a little career. bit. You know? Do you think you need a manager nowadays? Always. Mm. Yeah. Without a doubt. Not There's from the get-go, questions. though. What's that? Not from the get-go. No, not from the get-go. No, no, no. I didn't start off with management. Um but like I, once the Avision thing was coming alive, I already had my management, mm-hmm. and we kind of went through the transition together. Um, but yeah, I, I think my man, like your management, is really the in the beginning stages important because that's who's pushing you. Yeah, you know, like that's that's how I broke out in New York in a way, you know, because my management was pushing me to play with bigger artists and yeah. and and open for them and and get the feet wet you know Mm. so i i think that that was important for me um and i think it's worth it and beneficial for management to get involved at a younger stage of the career yeah um because they can help build it number one number two you know it's they're getting on to someone before someone else has the opportunity to get on to someone I think also um, we all get stuck in our own little ways to a certain extent. It's like the older we get, the harder it is to be in a relationship with people. It's just like, it's just yeah. how it is. Like we, it's just what we get yeah. used to is like, yeah. I think also if you're going in as a manager to manage somebody that's been successful in the past, like it's harder. It's super hard. Yeah. Super hard. Yeah. Because they're set in their ways yeah. for sure. That's why I, I, you know, it, and, um, a lot of artists will just swap management like it's nothing. Like, yeah. they, like and I'm just like, my management's been involved with me from the get go. Yeah. You know, and I have a great relationship with my management. If if something's bothering me or you know annoying me, I I say what I have to say. They say what they have to say. You know, and and there's a line of respect there that's never really, um, you know, passed over. And and 
we get it, you know, and if you could rock with, you know, a few people that actually understand you and what your goals are and they have the same goals, then, then it's worth it, you know? Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's just also luck is that you're it is lucky it is it's not career. always meant to be i i totally get that i've had you some know. shit i've i've had two previous managers or management companies and like it starts off good and then ends pretty badly yeah just like a relationship it's just like it's yeah. just like a relationship and that's now, the thing after it ends pretty badly is there like a like a hiatus that you all take and then it's like hey listen no hard feelings were cool with one of, with my very first manager i have like no hard feelings it ended pretty badly and i he dealt with it very badly and i think he, he would admit to that yeah um but we were both young in the industry and didn't really have a fucking clue what to do so yeah it was what it was my last managers i I'm. I don't have. I don't give a fuck. Like I'd happily, but I. Yeah. I remember seeing her in public and went to give her a hug and say hi, and she was like, "What? Well, what do you think you're doing?" Wow. Yeah. She. She. She was not into it at all. <laughs> See, that's kind of bitter, man. Like even agents, you know. Um, I have a still a good relationship with my last agent. Mm. You know, keep it cool. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of respect there. And, you know, work is work. You never know, man. You know, you always you always need everyone in your corner in a way, right? You always need that that help. And uh, I, I always say it's, you know, I, I don't like burning bridges at all. 100%. 100%. So I, I like to keep it cool. But um, that that's that's crazy that, you know, you know, I figured after the smoke clears and everything's good, you know, have a drink together or whatever. I, I think have- it's just individuals. Some people yeah. just can't can't take the person personal side yeah. of it out and can't yeah. actually look like actually you know what he's doing better off without me. Yeah. Like or we're all doing better off without each other. So it we we're all winning. But I, I think it was more of a financial thing for them where it's like, Oh, we've lost that finance, we've lost that income yeah. now, like fuck him. Which then goes to show what it was all about in the first place. Yeah, see, that's the thing. I think with my management, like they started with me seven years ago, bro. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, yeah. like there was no money to be made. Yeah, yeah. You know, this was a, an investment. So now it's, you know, now they started making money. And, um, you know, granted, they're not millionaires. No one's a millionaire over here. Yeah. But um oh, yeah, maybe, that's yeah. the risk and that's the investment you take on a younger artist and building a younger artist you know um and and it's nice to know that they're not involved with me for the money yeah you know totally. what i mean like yeah. they've taken hits when i've taken hits yeah so that that's that's and honestly bro because they've been with me for so long you know what i i hope they're clearing a million dollars off of me. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, I, I can yeah. never, I always tell my manager, Jermaine, when, you know, I said, I want everyone driving a Bentley. Same. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And, and that's the truth. You know, I, I want, I want houses next to each other. I want, you know, if, if I'm eating, I want everyone to eat, you know, a hundred percent. And I think that's the best thing going into a management relationship is that yeah, it's, it's a relationship rather than a business transaction. Because yeah. I think it's very easy to go, 
like, it, like let's say for instance, if you change management now and you you went into a new manager, like yeah. this manager's walking in with a percentage of money straight away. Straight away. And it's like, you've not really earned that. You've not really done anything to no, earn, earn that. No, exactly. Um, so it's like, why would you go into a new relationship? It's like, okay, well, a new relationship is based on the relationship, not the finances. Yeah. And then when a relationship builds, the finances come. It's like the fruits of our labor, right? It's yeah. like the finances have eventually come if we're lucky enough. And all, yeah. 95% of it's fucking luck. Like yeah. it's all luck, I would say nearly all luck. But like, yeah. it's, even with me, with Ryan, it's like, I want to be successful. So he's successful. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Really. Yeah. You're, you're the, the face, but you yeah. know, you start to realize you're a business. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, 100%. We're a business. Me and you on the road is, is a business. Yeah. We're the face of our business. And obviously we, we deal with probably the most of the the burden you know yeah, what i mean yeah. um but still there's so much back end stuff that goes on that yeah without a team you'd lose your mind yeah totally you know? totally and there's then the, on the flip side of that there also is a selfish side of it yeah whereas as the artist you also have to be selfish as who you are and you have to be happy Absolutely. because yeah. realistically you don't, a lot of artists and a lot of people it's happened to me in the past, but it's like, you're actually working for your manager. Yeah. You're not working for you as an artist and you might, earn, an you might earn great money, but you don't see that money afterwards yeah. because the management take a lot of it and expenses and everything like that. And you're actually really left with fuck all. And you're yeah. doing all of this work where realistically, if the manager's the not, if the manager's yeah, not yeah. pulling their weight yeah. and putting putting their ten, if the manager's not doing the twenty percent of work that they're that they're doing, yeah, then it doesn't. You might as well just get an assistant. Yeah, because you can pay an assistant a lot less than twenty percent of your income. Absolutely. And they can be a lot more effective and you you can manage them and you can be like, do this, do that, do this, get it done. Yeah. You need a manager that's creative. You need a manager that's think forward thinking. And also like if they're not necessarily like that, you. it's like, yeah. oh, go, what about this? What about that? Like, can you go and do this? Like, I want to do, okay. I want to do a YouTube channel. Go work out how to be, to do a YouTube channel. Like just, just using that for example, like, that's the thing with a manager is having somebody that creates, listens to your ideas and then goes and make, goes and executes it. Yeah. That's the key. Exactly. Yeah. hundred percent. That That's an important factor. It's tough. To, it's tough to find. It's tough Very to tough. find. Very tough. It's funny. My, my team really, they managed Roger Sanchez before me. Yeah. And, uh, I remember I, I still tell them this story. Um, when my ma manager Jermaine reached out to me saying that he's starting his own, you know, team, he asked me for like my biography and all this stuff. And I'm like, were you writing a book on me? And, uh, he's like, maybe one day. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, I remember running out of my room and I'm like, mom, you know, Roger Sanchez's manager wants to, I think, manage me. This is huge. You know, yeah. you know, this is big, this is so big. 
And no matter what, bro, it, it's, you know, granted, it was definitely a big moment for me and it was, mm. it was great, but that doesn't mean there's no work to be done. 100%. You know, I didn't know that seven years later that, you know, you're still grinding it yeah. out. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's, it's, it's a different animal, this industry. It really I, is. I it's, think also like on the business side of it is like when the manager wants more money, Generally, they want to earn more money, but only put the same amount of work in. Yeah. And it's like, it's it's the same as us, right? If, yeah. if we want to become more successful, especially at the beginning of our career, we need to write good music. Yeah. We, the music yeah. has to correlate. We have to yeah. sign to certain record labels. We have to do this. We have to do that. We have to put the fucking work. We have to grind. Yeah. And if you as the artist is giving all the tools to the manager and they want to earn more, they have to go and grind as well. It's, Absolutely. it's, it's a part of the industry. It's the same with agents. You don't, yeah. it's very rare that as an agent, like you just have bookings being thrown at you unless you have the biggest artist in the world. Yeah, right? exactly. But like you still have to go and grind, especially Absolutely. for the newer eyes. And if you're taking a new, it's, it, there, there's always a grind. Whether, yeah, but I think a lot of people just aren't willing to do that grind. Yeah, I, I, I have no patience for laziness Same. at all. I'm like the least laziest person there is. Mm. I feel like even I, I feel bad going to sleep sometimes. That's yeah. that's. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I have no tolerance for laziness, and um, like I, I refuse to work with anyone who's lazy. Yeah. Um. So I think, you know, sometimes I have to slow myself down a little bit. But, um, yeah, I think, you know, more money comes with more responsibility always. When you ask for a, a raise in a job, it's because you have more responsibility. Or because, you're, because you've proven your point already and you're worth it. Exactly. Exactly. I've made you this. Yeah. This is why I'm worth that. Yeah, totally. You know. But I guess it's a bit different when you're in a management situation because it's like, the more you earn, the more that they earn, which means that yeah. realistically it's down to them to go and you, you've done your part as an, as, a, as an artist. It's time for them to go and do their part as a manager and yeah. both of your heads come together and work together to get to you, to you all where you, where you want to be. Yeah, no, exactly. It's, it's true, man. It's, it's, uh, it's a very hard thing to come by when you find the right person, mm. or the right team. You know, like we said, that's why you see a lot of people constantly just changing management yeah. groups. I really, I really like it when I, when I see like somebody with like a really young manager or like it's, yeah. a, it's a really young artist and a really young manager. Cause it's like, I was talking to a mate last night, he came over for dinner and one of his friends is like this crazy tech dude that made this like software that mar automatically marks university papers. And wow. the, I think like Oxford university bought it for like millions, like millions. <laughs> That's crazy. And now this guy is just owns a tech company and like builds tech. But what he did is he, he did it when he was like 22, 23. Wow. And he, he then built, he then just employed all of his mates and all yeah. of his mates are like, early 20s but they're all earning so much fucking money but they're all hustling so hard like oh, yeah. they, they all have the same mentality of like 
hustle, hustle, hustle. And it shows off. It shows yeah. that you're all willing to just, if you're all willing to fucking put the work in, it pays yeah. off and you're all, it, will come. It, it eventually comes. And I think that's why I like the whole, like, it's very easy to go to a, a manager or an agent because they have the biggest artist in the world. Yeah. But do you want to be the smallest artist on their roster? No, it, it depends. Like, for instance, my agent, yeah, Emma, is, is a big agent. You know, and I'm, you know, I'm definitely one of her smaller artists. She doesn't take on, you know, artists of, you know, at my level that much, you know, and and I think if she's going to take on someone like myself. Yeah. Or or when she took me on, you know, I I think in her mindset, she's like, this is the kid I'm going to build. You know what I mean? And and we're going to, I'm going to get on him now. And in five years, we're going to be, you know, at a different level. Or, or in two, three years. I yeah. mean, she, she's, she's, she's awesome. I can't complain about her at she's all. Great. She's uh, great. We have a really, for the first time in my career, like on the U.S. side and management side, I have a great working relationship yeah. with everyone, um, and it feels like a team, and and that's what I wanted. And um, I remember, like, I, I, I'll even say, like, whenever I have a new agent on board or um i'll I'll send them a message like saying like hey just want you to know like this is this means a lot to me um i can't wait to crush things with you like this is my expectations and i want you to know like if you're on this team your family and health comes first all that stuff comes first well let's do this together yeah and um and anything you need me to do that makes your job maybe a little bit easier or easier to sell me you let me know because yeah. i'm i'm gonna do what it takes totally and um I, I dropped emma that message when she first took me on and um yeah ever since then man she she's we we had a relationship prior you know because oh did i lose you yeah but i can hear you now okay oh. okay. okay there we go um we had a relationship prior because she was victor's agent yeah. for a few years and uh, so she knew who I was. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, she, I was the kid that she just kept seeing probably. And then I was the kid that she had to keep approving on billings. Yeah. Then sure enough, you know, those approvals just equated to, I guess. All Agent. right. Yeah. Let's do let's it. This- yeah. Let's give, no, him a go- sure. let's give him a go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's been great. It's a, it's a wild industry, isn't it? Yeah. It chews you up and spits you out sometimes, though. If, if you look back at, like, when you're 12 years old, when you're starting this. Yeah. 10 years old, 12 years old when you're starting. And someone says, right, you're going to work for the next 15 years. Probably not going to earn any money. Yeah. But there's 5% chance that at the end of that, you're going to fucking smash it. it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's uh, I don't even think at that age you even even know what money is, right? Well, you like, don't do it for the money then. That's the no, amazing thing. I still don't do it for the money, bro. Shit. I still do it because I love it, you know? Same. Like, granted, there's certain shows where I'm not going to go out there and, and do it because the money's not right. Yeah. But, you know, when there's an opportunity that's in front of me and I think it's a good opportunity and maybe the money could be better, 
I'm still going to go do that. Yeah, you're going to go prove yourself and go, no, actually, yeah, I'm, worth, then, I'm worth this much money. Yeah, and now, yeah. And now on the next one, I'm going to say no. And yeah. then after you come back properly, then we'll we'll have a conversation. Totally. Yeah, I yeah. think... Um, I think that's just the way it is, isn't it? Is that the money of yeah does eventually I mean, come? Especially for me, I'm breaking in certain markets. Like the this past few weeks, I you know I was breaking into Berlin for the first time. Yeah. I was playing Paris for the first time. Um, London, I've played previously, but like there's certain markets. For instance, Colombia this weekend, bro. Like yeah. I'm I'm playing in Colombia for the first time, and I'm playing a huge festival. It's a great look. It's it's amazing. Um, and I, I truly feel like, you know, there's some hype around me playing in Colombia for the first time. It's just great. Um, but I need to show my worth. I need to prove Tiny. myself. I need yeah. to smash that, you know, and then I'm definitely going to come in balls deep and go. But, you know, it's 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 tricky when you're breaking into a market for the mm. first time. You know, you want to make sure they're going to love you. Yeah, it's tough as well, especially if you're like, you've never been to the market, you don't know what to expect, you don't know what they actually listen to. Like, Columbia listens to very different music than to what you and I play, like, which is really interesting. But I think the thing is, for me, is like when you're going into a setting and you've never been there before or you're going into a setting where you're on a lineup that maybe you don't fit or whatever, it's like, I've got to fucking win these over. Yeah exactly man yeah i'm gonna play anything i could play to just yeah win them over and, and get big reactions from them but i i don't think abba you know abba always works mate uh, yeah right <laughs> these last two years i feel like everyone just plays abba oh my god it's so annoying oh my god it's so annoying yeah it, it's like enough it's, it's like enough. it's like okay it was done really well at one point. Like yeah. the first person, I don't know who did it. I think it was like Dennis Salter that did it. Yeah. Like who's a G at the, he's a fucking great DJ. Yeah, he is. And then everybody tries to do it and it's like, no. Yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> Get a, a new classic. There's a time dude. and a place, people. There's thousands yeah. of classics. Yeah, like, for real. Like there's so many. There's so many classics. other good ABBA records that are actually better. Oh, I know. Shit, play Dancing Queen at this point. Mate. Should we do it? <laughs> yeah, we should. I would bro, fuck it. Let's do a rip, remix. Like, should we do a remix? We should rip some Bee Gees records, bro. I mean Bee Gees kill. Now we're talking. Yeah. Oh. I mean for real. Should we do an edit of <laughs> a Bee Gees edit? <laughs> and then put it on Beatport. And then yeah. every techno person will get mad at you for putting it out. Exactly. It will yeah, go number right. one on techno straight away though. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> That sounds that sounds familiar, buddy. Yeah, it sounds really familiar. Yeah. Ah, oh, I love. What are you up to this weekend? Well, when this comes out, this isn't going to be this weekend. Um, True. This comes out in like three weeks. Oh, so um, in three weeks. Oh, damn! Wait, three weeks. Yeah, mate. I'm I I'm literally like banking these in because I only have one nice. day to like one day a month so to record. This comes out on the twenty. The week of Thanksgiving. Um, so, Mika, yeah, comes out on the twenty second. Oh, nice! Yeah, very cool. Awesome. Yeah. So you would have just played. In, you would have just played in Colombia. Probably got mugged. Um, yeah, eat, eat. yeah. I got to make sure I take off my gold chains. Eating some rappers. Yeah, 
Tiago nice. Tiago will be worrying about you literally every step of the way. Every, bro, he he told me he's like, bro, I was worried for Will. I was making sure he was good. <laughs> he's it's such amazing. a warrior. It's crazy. Uh, I love he's it. A good, yeah, he's the, no, best. he's the man, bro. It's um, but, crazy. People love him. Yeah, he's the best man. He's gonna yeah. do good stuff as well. Um, yeah. but this weekend I'm actually playing in Bristol. Oh, nice! First time in a very long time I'm playing at yeah. a club that I used to throw parties at, and they finally booked me. Really? Yeah, it's been wow. It's been a struggle for me to like get a booking in in Bristol, which is Damn. very weird for me. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm playing a day party with Patrick. Tomlin. How far is that from your house? Thirty minutes. That's mint. Yeah, day party. Great. Don't well. you love that though? Don't yeah. you love that? It's like in Detroit when yeah. I play Detroit. It's like ten minutes from my house. Yeah, and it's like I'm in bed, in my yeah. own bed, shower. It's fucking the best. I know, bro. The, the best is playing home shows. Like, yeah. I mean, granted, the last few home shows I was coming in from another show. Yeah. Um, or like the last one at City Fox, I was doubled up, so I was shot. Mm. But um, it's nice playing at home. Mm. I think there's nothing better than playing home. Like it's yeah. just. Everyone, everyone comes as well, and it's like yeah. a good excuse. Like this weekend, my all my family are coming because it's a day party. So That's like great. mom, dad, brother, sister, all of their partners, yeah. like the lads that are not ravers at all that you wouldn't yeah. ever catch in a club that probably have never stepped foot in a club before. Like yeah. they're coming. Um, all my old like mates that used to, I used to live in Ibiza with and throw parties with, they're all coming. So yeah, it's always going nice. to be. Yeah, it's a fam jam, bro. I mm. love those. It doesn't even matter if it's a shit party. It's not yeah. going to be a shit yeah. party, but it's nah. it doesn't matter when everyone's there. Yeah, no, it's the best. Yeah, it really. It's it's, uh, it's uh, I'm waiting for like a big big party just to invite my whole family at like a day party, huge party. Just in waiting for that right, that right one to to say like, all right, I want you guys to come and see this. You one know? one of my career goals is to fly out all my family to a show yeah like in america like a bit like a massive headline show yeah no dude i mean my my plan is like the the minute i get like a nice big italy booking or or visa booking it's it's game on i'm just i'm it's just like all right we're all going to europe for the week two weeks you guys come let's let's uh i want you to see this you know yeah man it's i mean it's nice feeling yeah no it's it's definitely nice when you could have everyone behind you and having a good time it's just it's just like we travel so often i maybe you don't know you travel with diego a lot yeah so like you're Uh, always traveling with someone yeah he always he he's he's pretty good and he comes with me a lot when's he gonna bin you off i don't know man whenever he gets sick of me (laughs) <laughs> I think he loves it though. Like he tells me, bro. He's like, I, I, you know, I miss, you know, if we don't tour one weekend, he's like, dude, I feel like we're not doing anything. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I yeah. miss, yeah. You know, so he definitely has that urge to keep wanting to tour. Um, but we gotta, we gotta, we gotta make him a beast. You know what I mean? Definitely. That's the this is the goal. Do you yeah. um? So you like touring with people? I don't mind it ever. Yeah. I, I hate kind of touring alone. See, like you, you have friends pretty much everywhere you go. Yeah. I mean, um, for me, like certain markets, like, bro, if I was touring in Colombia by myself, I'd be like, yeah, you know, I don't have anyone. Actually, I do have a few friends down there. 
Um, but still, you know, it's, it depends where you're going. Mm. Um, like it was crazy, man. I, I, I was on a family vacation this past summer. I had like a few days to just go down to the shore with them. And every year we go down to Wildwood Crest in Cape May. Yeah. And, uh, that's like anyone who doesn't know, that's like the tip of New Jersey. Um, and we've been going there for 30 years. So for me, it's, it's, it's just a place that ever since I've been born, we've been going to, and it, it, it hits home for me. It's a very, you know, nice week for me to go down and I enjoy it because it's, I have a lot of memories there. Yeah. But this year, you know, I only had a few days to go down and, uh, I had to go back home and go straight from, you know, there to Dallas, then to Europe for a week and a half. Yeah. And, uh, I was feeling it, man. Like I felt a little like homesick. I yeah. was kind of like upset to to leave everything. Mm. And um, you know, I didn't have Tiago with me in Dallas. And um, I mean, I had a few friends down there anyway, but like still I there was just a part of me that just I wanted to be there, but yeah. I didn't want to be there either. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and I missed like my family and, and everything. And um, you know, I was I was I kept texting my fiance. I was like, yeah, I think I'm homesick. I don't know what's going on. Like, I'm just not in the mood. And then as soon as I landed in Ibiza, I was like, all right, game over. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> everybody else. <laughs> like, you're being soft. Stop being a little bitch. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was, it, you know, those moments, bro, you know, you can't, you can't put a price on them. That's, that's the truth, you know? And yeah. even last, yesterday I did, uh, I did an interview with Katie and she asked uh, Katie Knight, mm. and she asked me, you know, what's your, if you could have everything in the world, what's your dream? And I said, beautiful family, beautiful kids, beautiful home to live in, and, you know, a shore home in Wildwood Crest or Cape May, and a pizzeria that I could retire in. Yeah. And if I get all that, I'll be the happiest pig and shit there is. Mm. And she's like, the pizzeria did it for me. I was like, yeah, no, everyone <laughs> loves that. But I was like, yeah, man, I, I just like those those things are so important. Family is such a big, important factor in having a career. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of, you know, a lot of artists risk not having a family because their career is so big already. And um, that to me is like a it's a void. That would be a huge void in my life if I didn't if I wasn't able to do that. Yeah, it's you know? interesting for me because family is like such a big thing for me. Yeah. But my family that I have already. Gotcha. Like not like that. The having kids has never been on the cards for me. <laughs> what we were really? talking about the other day, but it's right. it's never on the never been on the cards for me. And I thought, I thought at the beginning of this year that maybe if I met the one, like maybe I'd change my mind and want a kid. Like yeah. But after this summer, I'm like, how can I do summers like this and have a kid? I think, listen, I think the same way, you know, yeah. what we do is, is not, uh, an easy thing to do. Yeah. And touring nonstop is not easy. Mm. Um, and, and the sacrifice you take is time away from your family and, totally. and all yeah, that. Yeah. But I do think it is doable. Um, I think it's doable if you want to do it. Yeah. Like I, you have to want to do it. I, like, think bro, I want three kids. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do it. My sister's got uh, three kids under the age of like seven, and it's fucking yeah. mental. Yeah, no, I have to time align it a little <laughs> bit. 
Um, but I definitely want to have. You're gonna have you know, to start soon, like, mate. Yeah, like two, three years, maybe. Yeah. I gotta get my touring still. Like, I still gotta, I still gotta get things going. Is know? the plan for your fiance would be the plan? The ideal plan is that she doesn't have to work. I, uh, to be honest. We've spoken about that, but I, I don't think she'll ever want to stop working, but maybe she could take a different role as a nurse yeah, to yeah. maybe work from home, Yeah, you know, or work somewhere closer or, you know, something that's not as many days, yeah, yeah. you know, or as many long hours. Um, but dude, I mean, like my mom can't wait until I pop out a kid, you know, she can't wait. Her family can't wait. You yeah. know, like, it's just like. It's all hands on deck. And and when you look at like your life and, and growing up, you know, sometimes your parents weren't always with you and, yeah, and you yeah. had family members that would help you, yeah, you know, totally. like my, my dad was in a very similar situation. He had a wedding band and, you know, when I had baseball on the weekends, he would make my morning game and then he would have to go do a wedding. Yeah. And, um, and it's very similar where it's like, you know, if my kids playing a sport or if, if my daughter or whatever, has something to do in the morning, you know, I will work my flights around doing what I have to do. And that, I guess that's the balance. Like there's almost all of the, uh, the DJs that I'm pretty tight with, they all have families and you could see, you know, as soon as they land home, it's just, I got to go help my family. I got to yeah, do this. Yeah, you know? yeah. And I mean, like Victor has a son now he's older, he's in college, but um, I always asked him like, yo, how is balancing everything? And he's like, dude, it's, you know, it's, it's all manageable. It can get tough, but you know, it's, it's, uh, it's just time, time management. Yeah. It's just, you know? it's just whatever makes you happy. I, I, yeah. I did a podcast with Tim Green literally like a couple of hours before this and, oh, wow. and he's got a, a daughter and he was talking about how it's like the best thing that happened to him. Yeah. And it's like a lot. Yeah, it just changes everything where literally the career actually doesn't matter as much, which means no. which actually frees the mind up to make it and then it becomes more successful. Yeah. It's crazy because you need your career obviously to to be able to afford having a, especially a child. in America, especially in America. <laughs> oh yeah. Supposedly I think by the time they're 20 we spent like a million dollars on them or something like that. Yeah, you could buy like a fucking estate in Detroit for that. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> by street. But yeah, I, I think it, it it just it's that balance. Totally. I, I think honestly, bro, if you found like the right person, you're gonna want a kid. Yeah, whatever. We'll see. Yeah, you we'll will. See. You will. We'll see. It's all about the right person. I think you want me to have a kid more than I do. Than... So I could, you know, I could be <laughs> Uncle Ant. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I, my mate that came over last night, he was like, "I want you to have kids." Well, I'm like, yeah. "Why does everybody want me to have kids and I don't?" No, I think you'd be a good dad. I don't think I'd be a bad dad, but I think this is also the thing that I struggle with. Is my I had such a good childhood. Like my yeah. mom and dad are like the fucking best. Yeah, same and, man. Like, I would, I don't think I could be half as good as them. You'd think that, but knowing the way you grew up, you're going to want to do. Yeah, I want to do better. More. Yeah, and it's like, how? how? Like, yeah. physically, how? But yeah. we'll see. It's never say right. never, but right now it's a, it's a never. Yeah. How's pizza? Right. How's pizza life? Pizza life is good, dude. We just bought uh, another, we, we have the food truck. We yeah. have the trailer. 
and we just bought a little mini truck, the little mini pickup trucks. Oh, sick. Literally bought it yesterday. Um, we're going to put a Gosney on it. Sick. And the food truck's also going to get two Gosneys. We're just getting it built out. The, the um, domes or the Yeah, the, the, yeah, the domes. I have, I have both domes in my garage right now. And then uh, we have three domes, actually. Wow. Yeah, we fucking went balls deep on this stuff, man. Did, did um, Tom help? Did he respond to yeah. you? Okay. No, yeah, they 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 hooked us up, dude, Sick. big time. They did. They really did. He's they a hooked G. us up. He's a G. Yeah, I I don't know if it was, I don't know if Tom like put two and two together, but whoever you know we were emailing, yeah, really like, you know, we told them our plans and and what we want to do and and they're about it. Um, Sick. So this mini truck will probably be the first like Gosney mini truck mm. in the states, I think. I gotta look, but um, yeah, it's 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 gangster. It's so cool. It's like this little mini pickup truck, and on the back of it, we're gonna have it all decked out the, with the oven, the the cutting boards to, yeah. to do everything, and and just make it like a twenty five to fifty person type it's, of party. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. It, yeah, and it's it's bro. The thing goes like sixty miles an hour. It drives street legal. Really, really cool. Are you gonna do the food truck in like? in the city and stuff like that yeah we're planning to do that um we got a lot of things to get done like we have a few pop-ups coming up i we got to finish the food truck too so yeah. um yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to this downtime with the summer not being as hectic you know yeah, yeah. um so like january february is like really our time to granted i'll still be touring in and out but like at least during the week you can get shit you done. know yeah, you know, we, we still need to game plan, like, where our home base is going to be and all that stuff. Um, so, yeah, I mean, with, with the, the pizza truck, I plan on, I would love to have it in the city. Um, and I think, you know, having the connections that I have, you know, with promoters and stuff in the city, we could even work it out where it ends up at, you know, a few parties during yeah. the summer. Um, That'd be dope. Yeah, man, I, I, that's the plan with it. Like, I want to have it at parties that I'm playing. There's something amazing uh, about having a, a venue that has food and, like, oh yeah, it's so much nicer. It is, it is. Especially, like, bro, Avant Garner has, like, great food. Yeah. And, and the tech support guys, they have a food truck that's outside, and the owner of tech support's brother is a, he's a chef. He's yeah. a dope chef, you know, um... He kill he kills it. He does like cool burgers yeah. and chicken sandwiches. He it's it's dope. Um, but yeah, I would love to have the pizza oven anywhere I'm playing. Yeah, um, so cool. How do you how yeah, do you balance man. it? How do you balance it with music? Uh, and this summer, I really, I mean, I was barely here this summer. Yeah. But um, you know, when I come home, I make sure everything's aligned. Um, my sister really has been. A big help she's got a culinary degree she's been taking on like all the catering side of things nice um and then luckily i have another partner um you've met joe yeah yeah or yeah i have my partner joe who's you know hands-on as well and now it's a matter of just finding the staff to really you know push out the amount of volume we want to do because yeah. now we have three separate businesses really know, yeah we have three separate businesses we have three separate you know pizza trucks that can go out yeah so now it's one's going to be concession mm. and two are going to be for private parties yeah and um 
it's really just having the manpower behind it. You know, I have my cousin that knows how to make pizza. Joe knows how to make pizza. If I'm home, I know how to make pizza. But honestly, I don't even think I, I maybe have done like three jobs this summer. Yeah. And they were during the week to help him out. But um, I'm still pretty hands-on with like what we're putting out as far as the menu goes. Like we're doing a pop-up on the 12th of December. And, um, you know, I helped curate with my sister, like what we're going to do. Yeah. Called in a few of my friends who are chefs to come do the pop-up with us. And, you know, it's, it's, it's cool when you have like, um, a good family dynamic behind you to help. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there's no way I can do this on my own. And, and granted, you know, having Joe is a big, big help because he'll take on all the client relations stuff yeah. and, and dealing with all that, you know, granted, I, I try to be as hands-on as I can, especially when I come home, you know, I'm always helping out. And uh, it's a great business, man. It really is. It's it's something that I'm I'm creatively passionate about, just like music. Yeah. You know, it's something that can really, you know, there's, I don't know what it is. I, I love cooking. As you know, bro, you love to cook too. It's yeah, something yeah. that I feel like it just gives me that creative um, dynamic that I need outside of music. Mm, I think it's not really nice to be able to have something else outside of music. It is. It definitely is. Um, bro, it's funny. I've been recognized at like a few of our jobs, you know, and then be like, yo, what the fuck are you doing here, bro? I'm like, it's like <laughs> and I, I'm like, yo, it's Tuesday. Like I, I just got home <laughs> yesterday, but yeah, I'm here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's but, cool uh, though. But again, it goes back to what we're talking about with management. It's just about having the right team. Like anything's possible. It is. Anything, it is. anything, as long as you have the right people around you and, and yeah. kind of, are willing to put that time in yeah we've had a few opportunities to open up a shop i just i really want to get our mobile side down pat yeah. before we would open up a shop this way like you know it's easier to delegate a little bit you know i i can't be in a different country my sister and joe are dealing with the mobile side and then you have a shop and who's running the shop you it's know what lot. i mean it's like, a lot of work you need to find the right people to, to help you with it yeah yeah, and we're 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 on to a few things. We got a few solid things in the works, but um, it's 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 all about figuring it all out, you know, and and making sure that you know this could um be full time mm. all year round. Yeah. And granted, it it definitely can be. I think with the food truck, it makes that seasonal business now more all year round, totally. which is great. Yeah, yeah. With this mini truck, I think, you know, it's going to crush the summer. I think we're, we'll go after, like, big corporate clients with it because it's appealing. It's yeah, very appealing. Yeah, like, yeah, Dolce yeah. & Gabbana will call you to make pizza totally. now because it's cool. you have a niche. You yeah, have that yeah. little cool niche, Yeah, you know. No, I agree, and I think that's that's the way you create, you, you grow the brand and you build the brand. It's exactly the same with music. Exactly. Exactly, man. Exactly, exactly. the same. It's our like, niches. Our niches are music. Yeah. You know, and 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 you know, having. A but it's not style. always our music, which is crazy no, nowadays. It's not. I mean, now it's not. Now yeah. it's about you know, Instagram and social media. But like, it's funny, man. Like, I wore that beanie during ADE, right? And um, which one? The brown beanie when I went to come see you play. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And Oliver Heldens didn't recognize me. Really, I saw my drum code the next day, and I wore a Yankee hat. Yeah, and he came right up to me. 
And a few people told me they're like, yo, I didn't recognize you without a Yankee hat. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, damn, do I really wear a Yankee hat that much? Yep. And I and I look back, I do. Yeah, all the time. And now it's become a part of like my artist identity. And that really wasn't on purpose at all. It's just I love the Yankees and I, yeah. I just like wearing Yankee hats. I have a bunch. Um, but now it's become a part of my identity and it's like, granted, it, it says where I'm from and, and everything like that. But like now people put the Yankee hat as part of you. Face. Yeah, it's true. It's true, man. It's, crazy. it's the same with me. Like, yeah, with, if you shaved your beard, no one would recognize you. Mate, I remember playing a festival, Dirty Bird Camp out like 2018 and it was dusty as fuck <laughs> and cold at night. And I wore like a balaclava not a balaclava, uh, what do they, what do the yeah, cowboys wear? Yeah, like a mask yeah. over, over there. I put some like glasses on as well. And mm-hmm. I put like, not sunglasses, like a, fake glasses. Yeah. And I had like a hat and no one, like I was, I had a conversation with Justin Martin and he didn't have a fucking clue who it was. No way. Yeah. He didn't have a That's clue. That's hysterical. And it's like, it just, it, like I can, I can be with bigger DJs next to me. Yeah. But because I have a beard, they recognize me over the bigger DJ just purely because yeah. like of how I look. And I think that's the thing. Yeah. I think it's really important. I think it's really it important to have. No, identity is definitely big, man. Yeah. It's wearing certain clothing, the way you wear it. I've always, happens. I've always said the beard helped my career. Yeah. Mass- it might sound stupid, but it helped my career massively. Yeah. Because it's like, who's the bearded guy? <laughs> it's fun. Would you ever shave it? Just Fuck for shitting? No. no. How the hell do you wash that thing, bro? It's like, you, you just have the to, same like, as you wash your pubes, mate. Really? Same way. Yeah. You just lather it in or shampoo. Do you, or do you shave the balls? Always shave. Yeah, God, shave. keep them trim, mate. Keep them trim. <laughs> Especially in the summer in New York, Jesus. Oh yeah, forget That's about it. You sweaty. can't walk those streets, bro. You'll burn your you burn your, your your pubes by walking over a sewer. I mean, you can't do that. Singe, just smell singed hair. Yeah, oh, it's terrible. Singe sweaty bull hair. It's never good. <laughs> Are you gonna do okay. another album? I will. Yeah. yeah, I think we'll probably gear up for that soon. Is that yeah? Is that on the cards? Yeah, I got it right. Bro, if I showed you my SoundCloud right now and how many demos we have, it's like half of it's already written. Yeah. You know? Um, That's cool. Yeah, I, I definitely want to do it. Uh, I think, you know, Eric was telling me, he's like, bro, your first album puts you on your mat. The second album blows you the fuck up. And I was yeah. like, he's right. When you look at someone's second album, it's always the one that, like, took them off. Like, it was like, yeah. for instance, uh, Off the Wall for Michael Jackson. That put Michael Jackson on the map heavy. You comparing yourself I, to Michael I, Jackson? Yeah. No, never that. <laughs> then, but then you look at Thriller, and Thriller was like what put Michael Jackson over the edge of being Michael Jackson. Do you, you also know? like putting your tongue on little boys' buttholes as well? No, I never do that, but I do love Michael Jackson. I don't. I don't. As an artist? I can't. I can't do it. Ow. Like, don't get me wrong, the songs are great. The but there's like okay, let's let's talk controversy, right? Yeah, yeah. Ten walls. All okay. right. Right, let's talk really talk about this. Ten walls. 
said some awful shit about gay people. Said some awful yeah. shit about gay people. Got cancelled. Can't even play another fucking show in the rest in the whole of his life. He yeah. he did physically. He did nothing to anybody. Yeah, and I know mental and physical is exactly the same, right? Yeah. He also made one of the biggest records of the time at that time. Yeah. Okay. Michael Jackson literally rapes little boys and everyone still worships him. And I, 10 Walls, Michael Jackson, completely different. Like Michael yeah, Jackson's no, yeah. obviously a lot better, bigger, better, whatever. Like the songs are great, but I still yeah. find it very weird that there's cancel culture in this, which I don't agree with. But when somebody's think, actually done think, something bad. Cancel culture got a lot worse, though, after Michael Jackson died. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, you never know what Michael Jackson would be like right now with cancel culture. Um, yeah, and, I, and, I just struggle with it. I just struggle. I just I totally agree. I, I kind of keep them separate yeah. in my head. Like what he's done creatively is next to none. Totally. Uh, I love his music. I listen to his music a lot. Um, but like, I'm not looking at him as the person. Totally. Yeah. yeah. And I think as a person, he battled a lot of demons just being Growing five up. years old. Yeah. yeah. Famous. Yeah, yeah, Literally yeah. five years old and famous. Yeah. Uh, but that's never an excuse, obviously. No, you always know what's right and wrong as an adult, right? And yeah, no, exactly. There comes a point when you know what's right and wrong. I like to hope. Maybe yeah. I'm wrong. I don't know. Yeah, I, no, I didn't have sure. his. I didn't have his childhood. Um, no, but, but I, I also musically, musically he's the goat. He's insane. Quincy's the goat. Exactly. Quincy that's is that's the... my that's my thing. Quincy's the goat. Quincy is the goat. Do you ever see his documentary? <sighs> Watched it so many times. Yeah, he's, it's insane the career he's had. Yeah, and still has. I mean, yeah, it's it's phenomenal that he's almost ninety years old. I think. Yeah, and still going. You Google yeah. it. He's crushing it. How old is Quincy Jones? Let's see. Yeah, he's 89. And the guy looks like he's 60. It's fucking wild. It's wild. Born in 1933, man. Worked with anyone from Frank Sinatra to Michael Jackson. He was born before Second World War. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah, he's a badass dude, man. He is. Who's like the modern day Quincy? Uh, probably Max Martin. Yeah, Max Martin's up there. Um, Timberland's pretty fucking yeah, powerful too. Dre, Dre, I guess. Yeah, Dre. I think Timberland over Dre. Yeah, I think Dre was more like a period. Oh, yeah, damn. because I think Timberland like wrote more pop records as well. Yeah. Like he, yeah. I mean, Timberland and Justin Timberlake were like on yeah, top, yeah, man, yeah. like insane. Um, I don't know. I, I don't think you can, you, you can't compare. It's different. It's different. Yeah, it's different. It's different music as well. Different era music. Yeah. yeah. Um, Quincy yeah, influenced everybody though. Yeah, he did. I don't know a single pop writer that doesn't like Quincy's stuff. Yeah, no, man. When I, when I, when you think of Quincy Jones, he's the he's definitely the greatest of all time. Yeah, imagine it's like being Stevie Wonder, bro. It's like mm. what can't Stevie Wonder do? Imagine being the best of who do you think? Like, obviously, this is personal opinion, 
But yeah. who do you think is the best of the best in our industry? Like where like is is there anybody that's like stands out that's like this person is the fucking best over everybody? Like as a Quint- like just like yeah, not person not as a person, but like as a producer is what they've achieved. Like almost like Quincy Jones. It's tough, isn't it? Because it's still so young, our genre. Yeah, our genre is still very young. I would, I, I think someone who's been like cross paths a bunch, um, you know, it depends what, it's rough, man. I, I would say for our generation, someone like Maceo Plex, because he's done so much different music from Deep House. Like he literally, he, he stemmed that whole Deep House movement. Yeah. A lot of techno movement and he could make anything he wants to make yeah. i think in the studio he's he's pretty insane he just put out a hip-hop uh, record what's that just put out a hip-hop record yeah yeah um, i think armin van helden for me armin van helden yeah i would say that too i mean that guy's a obviously insane. you got you got daft punk as well yeah, but Def Punk has their style, and only their style, yeah, yeah, in a way. True. You know? Um, yeah, because Armin, like, did bonk. He did, like, he's done a lot of commer- very big commercial records. Oh, yeah, no, without a doubt. I think, honestly, too, Calvin Harris, man, is, oh, Calvin, is, yeah. you know, like, another breed. I was going, originally, when I was thinking, like, more underground, but, yeah. like, when you think Calvin Harris, too, bro, is he's touched everything. Calvin's yeah, Calvin. But I also think Calvin's the goat of like pop nowadays. Yeah, like, pop dance music. Yeah, there's, uh, yeah, he's just, he's still one of the biggest st- streamers in the world. Yeah, no, for sure. Off the record, I think even someone like Bruno Mars is pretty Pharrell. Yeah, Pharrell. Like th- those guys are real deal. Bruno and Anderson Pack. At this moment in time, just yeah, I mean that. Him. I mean that album is insane. So super good, under, super underrated. But also, like, I like that it's underrated because it, yeah. the legacy of it is unbelievable. Yeah, yeah it like is. they're making so, modern day Motown. Yeah, exactly. That's why to me, I was eating it all up. I was yeah, like, "Yo, mate, this is insane." I'm all over that shit. All yeah, over no, it. it's unreal. Because no one really makes. I don't know. Make make shit like that. It's all no, like, no it's, one does. Not it's, anymore. It's, it's all. It's more. It's not all. This is massively generalizing, and, and I'm a dickhead for doing it. But it's. It feels like a lot of pop music is packaged up, and yep. just to be nicely marketed for TikTok or for whatever. Yeah, or a girl shaking her ass, or a guy doing some crazy shit. Yeah. Like that's just what it's become. What's what are you, where where are you at at this moment in time with releasing shorter techno records for for Spotify? Um, yeah, I would say in the last year or so, I've definitely been shortening it up a little bit. Yeah, especially for like Spotify. Um, but don't get me wrong; I still have seven minute tracks. Yeah, you know it depends on the record. Yeah, yeah. For me, it all depends. Um. But yeah, like a track like Baby for me, I made sure I shortened that up a little yeah. bit. Like when it was time to release. Did uh, good. Baby did good, man. Yeah, Baby did good. Um, 
set it off actually did the best i think out yeah. of my records um but still bangs yeah i haven't played it in so long though it's it's great i played it this weekend did you 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 don't like playing your own records, do you? You're you're like I'm big just, ones. I'm sick of it, bro. I have I've been playing that record for so long. Yeah, three years. I'm on to the new shit. You know what I mean? The shit that's gonna come out in like two, three years, probably. Yeah. You know, I I I I don't play much of anybody's music. Yeah. I, I play a bit of yours. I play a bit of Maceo's. Yeah. Play. Not much else. And then yeah. all, all of mine, really. Yeah. So a lot of your sets are all original. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah, I would say like maybe uh, depending on how long I'm playing, if I had an hour set, like three tracks are mine, four tracks. Yeah. You know, because you don't know what you're going to get until you get there. Mm. Right. So I, and one, one thing I, I don't like to do is play a record after a record that are mine. Yeah. Like I don't like playing my my records back to back. I do that all I don't the time. What, I know. I I don't know. It's just a pet peeve of mine for myself. I yeah. don't know what it is. <laughs> I'm like you selfish prick. You're playing your records twice. <laughs> but I, I also think like there's this. Then this is the the best thing I learned from my old managers was yeah. your people are paying to see you. See you. Yeah. I get and that. people like like nowadays it's not like you're paying to see a DJ. It's not like the way we're getting booked. You're not people aren't paying to see you as a DJ. They're paying yeah. you because they know your music. They yeah. they're not paying you to because they like your DJ sets. If you know what I mean, unless you're like sure. Ricardo or someone like that, where it's like you yeah. are just a quintessential DJ. Like yeah. it feels like now, like you're getting booked because of your music and because of who you are as a producer. Yeah, and I think like that. My managers were like. I learned it from touring with MK and wow. just like, yeah, his, his shows, his, especially his really big shows, like goes in. Yeah. He's got to play all of his hits. Got to. And if he doesn't, people get pissed and people feel it's like going to see Rolling Stones and they don't play a single one of their hits. How would you feel? Yeah. They don't play brown sugar. I'm going to go nuts. Exactly. Change it up, man. Come on. Play your music. It's good. Yeah. It's like Shaka Khan, too. How can't you play, like, some of your hits? Exactly. And. So now I got to play Baby every set? Every set and set it off. Fuck. And um, no disco. Yeah. That, that That one did not blow up the way I expected it to blow up. I mean, everyone played it. But, like, I thought that record was going to go off. Mate, I don't have a fucking clue what what does well and what doesn't now. I'm so, like, so amazed with how shit everything has got. Where, like, classic for me, like, Throw Your Soul Down. Yeah. We've had the first week of it got released, we had 250 radio plays, okay, over Europe. Second week... It came out. We had two hundred radio plays. Did BBC play there, right? Yeah, we got B- we got a bunch of BBC as well. This week, it's had one hundred and eighty-eight record play radio plays. Okay, Spotify playlist on one playlist for a week at number seventy, and it's done a not even a hundred thousand in nearly a month. Wow, and it's like 
doesn't correlate. Nothing correlates. Oh no, bro. I, I mean, we were going through this last night. I, I had I had um my photographer and, and marketing guy Dave on a Zoom call and my management, and we were just going over logistics yeah. and, and and analytics and all this shit that really for us mm-hmm. it's like chicken scratch. Yeah. But you have to know about it. Yeah. Um and pay attention to it because it's a huge part of our career. But it's just like, you know, you start looking at certain ratios, right? Like uh, a certain artist or a DJ's following on Instagram. Then you check out their Spotify and you're like, yeah, something's off. And then you go to look at um, like YouTube yeah. or YouTube plays. And then you're like, hmm, they or Twitter or you know what I mean? Like Twitter, I think. Twitter's kind of died down. I just use Twitter to vent yeah. a little bit. Like, I, I think it's fun to vent on. Um, but, like, my Twitter following has... I had nothing on my Twitter. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? I don't post anything other than me venting on Twitter. Um burning the pizza. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it's crazy. You know, you start looking at certain things in analytics, and you're like, oh, wow, a lot of this is smoke and mirrors, I guess. Yeah. 100%. And I, I think it's I think it's really important to talk about it because it's like yeah. a lot of people that aren't in the industry see it and they don't they don't look at the number. No one does anything about it. No, no 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 one does anything about it because there's nothing that can be done about it. Really. Like we're no. we're literally at the the peril of the tech industry now. It, yeah. Before it was the record industry and now it's the tech industry. Like no. which Hey, I don't. I actually don't care about. I'm fine with it. Like yeah. it is what it yeah. is. Um, it's just very weird right now. It's very weird. If your music doesn't fit in a in a sound, you're fucked. No, you are. But I also think you're not fucked. Like you have your own sound, right? Yeah, and for me, that's way more important than having a million streams. Exactly. And I think for me as well, I have my own yeah. sound. Uh, granted, it could be harder techno, it could be, but it's, 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 it's in, in its sound. own world. Yeah. 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 And I think that is so much more important. Yeah. I think, um, granted, having like Eric back me on doing stuff with LM and, yeah. and releasing from different outlets, that is, that is big because you're getting the cosign. But dude, you know what? Like, this summer after touring and seeing different stages and all that stuff, I said to myself, you're so much more valuable yeah. than playing on a certain stage mm-hmm. or fitting the form. Yeah. And what you're creating is something that other artists aren't creating. And that enough will be enough to do your own thing. Yeah. You know, and, and that's so important to know your worth. And to be honest, you, you need to know that you have that niche yeah. because uh, yeah. everyone could say that they have their own niche, but half this industry is just copying each other. 100%. More than half. And I, and I know I don't sound like anybody. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I, I pretty damn good at knowing that I don't sound like someone yeah. and same thing as you, yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? You have your own identity, your own sounds. Um, and, and that's what makes it cool, you yeah. know, and, and that's what makes it fun. Because I feel like that's so much more valuable on building a fan base. Mm-hmm. Well, people come to you for that specific that, thing. 
And yep. for me, it's egotistically, but it's a legacy as well. You're built like like Armand Van Helden. No one sounds like Armand Van Helden. No. And Don't. granted, he's sampling the shit out of other records. But, but listen to Daft Punk. Yeah. Daft Punk's not a fucking... They're all samples. No, there's yeah. not a single original there. No, it's true, man. But they all, they no one could recreate that. No, yeah, I could. Yes, but... I could. If somebody gave me Armour Van Helden samples, I could never recreate it. No, no, no. You can't. You can't. And, you know, and when you find the original, you're like, God damn it, man. Yeah. He... <laughs> he motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> like, you asshole, bro. But he you... sampled so well. It wasn't sampling yeah, like man. the biggest hits. No, and, and it's the way he created his grooves yeah. over those samples. Yeah, yeah. Like, I was listening to, you ever listen to Gandhi Khan? Mm, maybe. Uh, putting you on to this man this is a bomb send it over yeah this is a good record it's a bomb sick i'll check it after yeah but like the sample use on it is is so cool bro yeah. eric played this when we were in berlin and i haven't heard it in such a long time and i turned around and i was like damn dude like, i pulled it out of the bag He's a huge Armin Van Helden fan too. He's the best. Yeah, he is. He's, he's the best for me. It's crazy, bro. He, he's, I think he's from Boston. Is he? Yeah, he's from Boston originally. I thought he was in Miami, boy. No, he was. He he was in the New York circle for a while too. Yeah, a lot that of, makes sense. Uh, His sound is very New York. Yeah, it is. Uh, Boston and New York had a huge crossover, like yeah. going back and forth. Yeah, he's originally from Boston. Boston. Austin, love it. Sausage, sausage. Oh man, we've just done an hour and a half. Let's wrap this fucker up. Um, yeah. How can people follow you? How can people listen to your music? Um, Apple ID makes these new tags. You could just stick an air tag on me. You can follow me anytime. Um, getting those dad jokes in before you have kids. Oh, mate. Yeah. Come on, absolutely. Um, no, you can follow me on Instagram at a vision. Uh, Facebook at a vision NYC, I think, and Twitter at a vision official. You know, if you don't know me, ask about me. Go listen to his music. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Spotify at a vision. If, if you go see him, DJ, he probably won't play his biggest records, but still go see him. He's still, no, good. exactly. I'll have some more bigger records to play. Hopefully <laughs> that that's the whole point. Fingers crossed. Yeah. <laughs> All and right. Then, when, do, when do I see you next? Willie? I see you at your wedding. Oh, shit. damn. That you've actually told me nothing about. Oh, what do you need to know? I got you. Wait. Well, let's, let's wrap up and then we can find everything else out. I don't <laughs> yeah. want to tell everyone on the podcast. Love you. Dude. Yeah, sure. a bit. Bye. Sure, brother. Thank you, bro. And that is a wrap. Big love to everybody. Listen, big love to uh, A Vision for coming on. Go follow him. Go listen to his music. It's dope. Uh, please hit subscribe. Please share. And I'll see you next time. Keep safe. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.